The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> all right. We're all good? I'm all good. Yep. Now I can't say it. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast. Mash well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, the Movies by Minute podcast where we're analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film one football game winning minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And Dan is back today. Hey there, how you doing? So tell the folks who you are. I'm Dan Hoisington. I just hang out in the MASH post-op ward on the Facebooks. <laughs> Seriously, the listener groups for Movies by Minute podcasts are the only reason I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have other friends that I keep up with on it since I'm there anyway, but I would could easily transfer all those allegiances. But the listener groups, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's the reason most people are still on Facebook. <laughs> I love our little niche. <laughs> so today we've asked you to be on to talk with us about Minute 111 of MASH, which begins with the EVAC team tackling the wrong MASH players, and it ends with the MASH team returning to camp triumphant. Woohoo! So this is this is a weirdly very busy minute. It's a very busy minute. For one that <laughs> essentially has no dialogue. I mean, some words are spoken, but, but actually like one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> twelve words spoken in this, mi- <laughs> in this minute. All by Hammond? Um, probably pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all by Hammond. So the EVAC team starts the si- on the sidelines, they start celebrating. They're, they're jumping around, they're excited, they're, you know, everyone's clapping and. I don't dress like MacArthur, but I realized watching this minute that I have basically the same jacket as Aiden the Aide over there with Hammond. (laughs) So I just need the right scarf, hat, and sunglasses, and I'm in business. Yeah. But somebody spots, and I think that might be Johnny Unitas. Who, uh, the, 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 what, the, the person the who, who goes, like, hey, points who's that? and, like, realizes, yeah. What is he, Hammond number yells, two? who the hell's pointing? that? But, like, one of his players is pointing down the field at Volmer running and gets Hammond's attention. And that's how he realizes. And Hammond yells, illegal. Where's that referee? And so, as we pointed out, Jones was very smart to get the okay to make sure that this was a legal play before they did it. Let's see. Number 24 tackles the only evac player anywhere near Volmer to clear his way for a touchdown. Volmer runs into the end zone and tackles 24 himself. (laughs) And then there's a gunshot to just end the game, as one does. I don't think they normally do, but, you know. Well, they don't have the buzzer. You know, now it would be the big buzzer, but they don't. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, you got got guns around. I guess that works. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got, but... Doesn't sound like blanks. It's supposed to be a starter gun. I don't know that that's what it, you know, it does not look like it, but it's 
I know it looks it looks so fake. It looks like so movie propish. Like, but I love it anyway. I love this little insert of the ref with the gun, though. Like he almost fall he falls out of frame essentially. Yeah, he does. Yeah, from the kickback. Uh, Hammond is still horrified and running around yelling. And can we just? appreciate Volmer with the ball up in the like he's covered <laughs> in chalk and it just uh yeah what a moment i think it's important to soak in this moment with him before the end of this minute <laughs> uh, so the field descends into chaos fights break out cheerleaders are fighting <laughs> football players I'm yeah apparently <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do show the final score. 325th, 16, mash 18. All right. Uh, and then one point, an evac cheerleader definitely like jumps onto a pile of mash football players. Yes. And we see uh, Hawkeye and Trapper basically manhandling Hammond, who's still yelling and not thing. sure what's going on. <laughs> they just want to get their money. Stuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming. <laughs> they don't want him to leave. They want that payout now. <laughs> yes. And it cuts to a few evac players who have not joined in the craziness. They're sitting on the bench, smoking a joint. (laughs) I mean, like, that's what's happening here, right? I'm not reading things into this. No, I assumed it was a joint. There's no other way to interpret this scene. I mean, I suppose it could be a cigarette, but I was going with, they've checked out. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 1970. And all discourse that I've read on MASH has referred to this as pot and sometimes analyzed why it's here and whose idea it was to be here because not that people weren't smoking pot in 1952 1953 obviously lots of people were but a soldier having a joint is a very vietnam thing yeah and so this is a little tip of the hat to the filming era or the era that this was filmed in and one eagle-eyed fan of the show said that this is johnny unitas so johnny's smoking some pot nice but that makes me question it because everything i've learned about that man did not lead me to anticipate that (laughs) well you know how they make like the fake cigarettes for boobies like it's not an actual cigarette but it looks like and it does the smoke like a cigarette do you think they could have just used that but for him if but he wasn't want his public image you know oh, like, that's true. it still looks like but it. he kind of laughs at the end too like he's kind of chuckling like yeah so i and also this is a robert altman film set it was probably real yeah it was probably real yeah, I just didn't know if maybe Robert was trying to be nice to him or something and just, you know. I'm sure if he had asked for a fake one, they could have made a fake one, no yeah. biggie. Because I know there are a lot of actors who don't smoke, who obviously don't want to smoke cigarettes, but their character does, and so there's the fake ones. Yeah. But Robert Altman was, how shall I put this nicely, known for his embrace of the countercultural lifestyle <laughs> dr- uh, marijuana usage. Yes, yeah, that's about right. He smoked a lot of pot <laughs> <laughs> and had no qualms about telling anyone who asked that he did that. And it was before it was legal anywhere. And he was still just like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we round out this minute. I, I have a lot of feelings about this locker room scene. Do, do you want to? Are you OK with moving into the locker room or yeah. is there anything yeah. specific to point out on the field? Nothing specific. It's all just random chaos. (laughs) I mean, if anything pops to mind, obviously we can, but I didn't want to cut anyone off by moving too quickly into the locker, the MASH locker room. 
There's a close-up of Mulcahy popping a bottle of champagne. As he pours, Blake fans out their monetary winnings and holds them up in the air. And it kind of like zooms in a little bit on the money. (laughs) And one thing I love that I did not notice until literally just this time watching it, Blake and Mulcahy have traded hats. Oh, yeah. I think that's why, that's probably why I didn't recognize it was Mulcahy at first. Because I was like, who's this guy with the champagne? And it took me like a little bit to realize, oh, no, that's, that's Mulcahy. He looks different. Yeah. You know, we saw him sipping a beer earlier. They're celebrating. He understands. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's good with this. But yeah, I was like, why is he wearing Blake's? And for a minute, I was like, is it Blake? I'm like, no. No, no, it's not Blake. It's definitely it's... Mulcahy. And so then I was like, he's wearing Blake's hat. And then I looked over at Blake and I'm like, and he's wearing his hat. <laughs> I love the shenanigans. What I don't love is this cut over to Volmer putting a bandaid on, sitting in front of his locker, ignored by everyone, not a part of the celebration, putting a bandaid on his finger. Yeah. I guess you could say wrapping some tape on his finger to sound more like athletic, <laughs> but he's putting a band-aid on. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a band-aid. He has a boo-boo. He has a boo-boo. <laughs> From this football game. <laughs> he's very intently trying to fix his boo-boo. Robert Altman had, and I mentioned this previously with one of our guests when we were seeing everyone getting injured and he was talking about how this was the metaphor for war like these are the only battlefield injuries that you see in mash and (laughs) i wonder what it says that the person who runs the last play in who wins the game for them who you know they're fanning out it's almost fifty thousand dollars when you exchange it to today's money and he's just sitting in the corner and he's kind of part of the reason they won very much so to say it yeah (laughs) so i feel like there's a little like film studies paper to be made there about altman (laughs) and war and athletic competition as war and uh, i'm running out of things because i never wrote any film studies papers but (laughs) you get where i'm going with this though it's symbolic yeah the soldiers who fight for us are ignore. I maybe that's stretch, well. Maybe but. though that that kind of works with Vietnam though, if you think about it, because a lot of those guys would come back or women, and you know, people depending on where you fell on the divide, either probably thought they were horrible people, or you know, maybe said thank you. But especially later in the war, it got so complicated that yeah, if you got um, a thank you, you were like, what? Wow, <laughs> that was great. But it was almost like people just ignored it almost, I think. Because they also probably say, didn't want to deal with, like, you know, offend somebody or didn't know where to mm-hmm. say, not say or not say. And just were just like, yeah. Yeah, because you always hear, and there was some of the, like, vets coming home and being taunted and stuff. But I think it, I think you're right. I think it was mostly just an ignoring. Yeah. This, this weird closed off not talking about it. Right, because either people were, didn't want to offend somebody or didn't want it to be in an awkward situation or just didn't want to wanted to pretend that nothing was happening, right? Like, head in the sand. Vietnam's not a thing, right? It's not a sh- <laughs> show, right? It's, it's fine. You were magically mm-hmm. gone for a year. It's okay, right? Hey! And I'm sure you're back to normal and nothing I'm pretty back to normal. Everything's fine. Sunshine Live, House of Rainbows. Hey! <laughs> like, no. Well, it's not much different than our earlier Facebook conversation. People are afraid to say one thing or the other because you just start so much back and forth between everybody. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Star Wars Minute Listener Society has the policy no politics, I think, from the beginning. Definitely as long (laughs) as I've known it. And it's just, they say, like, nope, we're, nope, 
this is not the place for it. This is the place for Star Wars. You can go talk about that other places. (laughs) I remember talking to Jerry and him being like, but because he was doing Indiana Jones and he was just like, but um, there's kind of some uh, political entities in there that we are going to have to discuss (laughs) that, you know, the world has pretty much agreed it's okay to not like, but do we institute a no politics? Do we just hope for the best? And yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I've worried about it on this podcast. That I know I've said things that are uh, perhaps a bit more leftist than everyone I know in the Movies by Minutes community would agree with. She said, wrapping her Elizabeth Warren sweatshirt tightly around her, putting up the hood. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a zip-up hoodie? Yes, it is. Nice. And it says, nevertheless, we persist on the back. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that's. I always forget that she's the one that kind of... That's right. She's the reason that exists. <laughs> she is the reason that exists. She also is my senator. Like, it doesn't actually say anything about the presidential campaign on it. So that doesn't, you know, hopefully that ends up happening. But even if it doesn't, like, she's my senator. It's a nevertheless, we persist sweatshirt. Like, it's uh, legit. Girl, I, I live in New Hampshire where it's like, let's elect a president all the time. So... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. We get like, we get like six months break between like after the, like after the election and then like inauguration day. And then it's like, okay, people start coming back in and we're like, and here we go again. Well, now I don't want to say, but I I feel I must. And on a very shallow note, the blue and teal color scheme that she is using is my favorite colors. So there you go. (laughs) I'm very politically active, I swear. But but yeah, you know, you just never know what you're going to say. I mean, the fact that he included football players smoking pot, they're soldiers, but they're in football uniform. Yeah, yeah. It's not like this is happening outside the OR or anything. Yeah, and it was a huge controversial thing. You know, we always talk about this movie as 1970 and during Vietnam. And it, it was obviously But I think we don't realize how far, how long ago 1970 was. I'm so sorry to everyone who was born before 1970. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying that as a society, we were in such a different place in January 1970 than we were even a couple years later. Yeah, that's true. And MASH gets a lot of credit for kind of kicking that off. So yesterday, I didn't look to see if this is a Monday episode. Last minute. (laughs) It was yesterday. Dan, I asked you if you had seen this movie before and you were like, well, I saw some of the TV show, but not the movie. So my question then would be, what did you think of the movie? Um, I mean, I'm used to today's movie, so I did find it a little bit slow, but I, I actually enjoyed it. There was a lot of good humor that still, I'm not sure I would say it held up, but you know, you could still find the humor in it. That's very diplomatically put. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fair. There are some things that are just like standard jokes that still work. And then there's stuff that's rooted in things we don't find funny anymore. So it's hard to like really enjoy it, even when it's good. How many times did I go nuts during the whole painless suicide thing where I was like, Donald Sutherland is killing it. But also I hate him right now. (laughs) Like, the actor is doing such a good job, but this character is pissing me off so much. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't hate it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was good. <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't a waste of an afternoon for you. And I'm glad. So had you been listening to the podcast with no context? Because that delights me. <laughs> uh, for the most part, yes. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> was there but was there anything that from listening to the podcast, when you watched the movie, you were like, wow, that is not what I pictured? I don't think so. Okay. Not to put you on the spot. I just, I thought it would be funny if you're like, huh, I always pictured Volmar as a blonde or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I mean, a lot of the characters in my head, I kept picturing the, the TV actors over the movie actors. And that's kind Very of what my visuals when, were. Very uh, weird when you mix up Larry Linville and Robert Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to just let our listeners know this little whirly sound that happens. It happens a bunch of times in the football game, but it's very prominent here as they're all running onto the field. It happens a bunch of times in a row. I tried so hard to make that the beep for the show when we have to beep words. <laughs> oh, but you weren't able to like I isolate could not it or isolate it. And I could not find exactly it online and everything that was close was like four seconds long. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Our shows will be so long. (laughs) But I really did try. I tried so hard and it just never came out. It is the sound clip that got away. Because when I was little, my mom had had a ring and I got it that that was the ring where you blow into it and the fan whirls and it makes that noise. Yeah, Hmm. see, that's what the internet said when I tried to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) It was like, what? I mean, it sounds like a cool thing. I know what yeah. sound you're talking about, but I didn't know that like you that would might come from a ring and yeah, it's a little ring and it it's um it's almost like an inverted kiss if you can picture like that shape mm-hmm. sticking up from a ring and you would put your mouth around the base the ra- the circle part if you're imagining a yep. Hershey's kiss and then you just blow and that spins this thing that makes that whirly noise inside. Huh. I- I'm sure there were a million others that happened to be the one that she had. Yeah. My mother was infamous for never losing or getting rid of anything. Well, I shouldn't say not getting rid of anything, but like she had so many toys from ki- from her childhood. And my dad is like, I think maybe a puppet survived. Let me ask my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would not have not only a dollhouse to pass on to their daughter, but all the furniture, all the little people. Yep. Then she also had her trading cards from the t- Adams Family TV show when those were out. And so I put those up as posters in the dollhouse. <laughs> she had a bunch of things. Some of them were really cool. Her name is in a Westinghouse time capsule thing that's going to be opened. Huh. And I don't even think it's my lifetime. I think when I looked at it. But yeah, so there's there's a bunch of cool <laughs> old stuff. But there's also some things like this ring. And then I try and ask the internet in 2019, hey, can I get a sound clip of that? And it's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the music flourishes to a finish, again, with many whirly, <laughs> whirly, whirly noises. Bits. And the scene cuts, uh, the minute ends with two Jeeps. Full of people honking, shouting, all excited, pull it into the mash. Which I like does confirm what we have known to be true in our hearts all along. That this was, they went to the evac. Yeah. And played this game. And now are coming back. They're coming back. Spread the good news. There is something about the return and triumph that is so satisfying. Yeah, it's nice. It's uplifting. 
Just throwing cans everywhere, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Yeah. I'll, I'll save... I, I was going to say something about finishing sporting events, but I'll save it for next minute when we see them, you know, how their celebration's going. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for a minute? One, one, one? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again, Dan. <laughs> no and problem. And we're going to pull you back in one more time. Oh, I'll be here. And I will be here, and Megan will be here. It's a whole plan. Uh...